0: I have a little different way of getting into uh, our text this morning, into our sermon, uh, with a little fun game to play. So I have some friends that are coming to join me, Halsey and Hannah, if you guys would come on up. There we go. There we go. Welcome, welcome them up here on the, um, okay, so this is Hannah, this is Halsey, thank you so much. Uh, this, this jar is pretty full of water. Do you think you can add more to the top without overflowing? Yeah, probably. Yeah. What do you think? You think so? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, first one to overflow uh, is, not, uh, is not the winner here. So uh, let's, let's start there. All right. So uh, hold on. Okay. No, 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 no. I was, was going to say for Father's Day, uh, Dad's first. So we'll, we'll let You're you go. Good. All right. You. Yeah. yeah. Wow, you that was that was that was very gutsy. That's very gutsy. Hannah, Hannah, go ahead. I'm just gonna let you two play. I was gonna play, but I think just you two. Oh. Nice work. Nice work. A little gutsy, a little gutsy there, Halsey. Did did water come over? I think there's like a, is is it draining out somewhere? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is that it? Oh. Did it go over? I don't know. I feel like I need to watch up here maybe. I feel like I don't want to move on the stage. (laughs) Hannah, good luck. Oh gosh. (laughs) I cannot believe how long this has gone on. You guys are doing amazing. Y'all are ringers. (laughs) Is it a magic jar? Oh, there you go. There you go. Good job. Hannah, great job. Halsey, good work. Thank you very much. Give them a round of applause. Thank you for helping. (laughs) So this is actually not just a fun way to start a sermon. Uh, It is a perfect way of thinking about my cup overflows. So in the ancient world, at a banquet feast, and uh, David, the the King David of Israel, who was the author of Psalm 23, he would have been very familiar with banquet feasts and celebrations, and he would have been a VIP at many guest tables, and uh, he, uh, when he writes, my cup overflows... What he has in mind is when you were at a banquet table and you were an esteemed guest, the moment you took like a sip of your wine and put it back down, a servant would like rush over to refill it. So every sip you took, you put it down, a servant rushed over. And sometimes they would rush over so quickly that they would overflow your cup and you'd have wine spilling over on the table. And so when he says, my cup overflows, that is the image that I want you to have that God is rushing, that God cannot wait to fill your life with blessings, that God cannot wait for your life to be abundant, for you to experience something that's from him, something good, his good gifts. In fact, I want you to see that you have everything that you need for the life that God wants for you. We've been looking at Psalm 23. This is our 10th week in Psalm 23. You can see behind me the ways all the phrases have built upon each other. And, and just a few weeks ago, we made a shift where we had been talking about shepherd and sheep. And we made a shift to talk about a banquet table and a gracious host. And so where you see, you prepare a table before me, we made a shift to talking about a banquet feast. And when you showed up at a banquet feast, After a day of traveling in the hot, dusty Palestinian world, a cup, a full cup, was both a blessing and it was a necessity. And so what we see is that when we come to God's table, he provides everything we need. He provides to overflow. He provides every single thing that you and I need. The question for us is this. Are we living... From the overflow of God's, li- God's blessings in our lives? Are we living from the overflow of God's abundance in our cups? Or are we living as if we have empty glasses? Are we living from the overflow of God's blessings? Or are we living as if we have empty cups? Now, I don't know about you, but one of my pet peeves in life is if I'm sitting at a restaurant and I've been sitting there and my cup's empty, I'm out of water or tea or Arnold Palmer or whatever, and just sitting there and I'm trying to eat, but I'm thirsty and I feel like I really wanna keep eating, but I can't because I can't drink anything. So I can get a little annoyed, a little grumpy, you know, a little little weird if, if my cup's not being full. Now, I think for many of us, this is how we view the Christian life where we're constantly thinking, Jesus, where's my refill? God, where's my, where's my extra? God, where's the thing that you said you would do for me? God, where is my overflow? God, where's my cup full? Why does my cup feel so empty? Christian author Ann Voskamp said that our fall was, has always been, and always will be that we aren't satisfied in God and what he gives. We hunger for something more something other and I wonder if we haven't believed that our cup is empty and God hasn't filled it when in reality we're trying to fill our cups with anything other than God and I wonder if some of us are looking at an empty cup and going Jesus where's my refill God where's mine God what have you done for me lately when what we've really done is we've poured out what God has given us and we're trying to fill our cups with things that ultimately don't satisfy us, things that evaporate, things that prove to be meaningless and not substantial and don't fill us up. What are you filling your cup with? What are you filling your cup with? And I'm not talking about Diet Coke or cold brew or rosé. I mean, accomplishments and achievements, accumulations. What kind of self-righteousness are we filling our cup with? What kind of identity building are we filling our cup with? What kind of striving are we, are we filling our cup with And we find that it's never full? Not, not only does it not overflow, it always feels empty. I mean, I cannot be the only one in this room who occasionally goes, God, what have you, what have you done for me? I feel so empty. I feel like I have nothing. I feel like things aren't going my way. They don't go how I want. But in reality, God's done plenty for me. I'm just always thirsty for more. And we know what a life looks like that isn't living out of abundance, a life that's always wanting more, a life that's closed-fisted and anxious and afraid and judgmental, is scarcity-minded, We know what that kind of life looks like. And I think what we see in Psalm 23 is we tell ourselves, this is who God is. This is what God wants for us, that that God has given you more than you realize. God has given you more than you realize that God desires to fill you up and to overflow your life with the love of Jesus. He has poured out the life of Jesus to fill you up. This is what Jesus says whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life, meaning it fills over and over and over. On another occasion, Jesus also said this, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly. I have come that you may have abundant life. And I think in our suburban world, it's easy to imagine when we hear abundance, we think about like pushing our cart out of Costco and it's like overflowing. But in the Bible, when you see abundance, when you see overflow, what God desires for us is that we experience the increasing blessings of having Christ in our life the increasing blessings of having Jesus present, having our Savior with us, whatever we're going through, that when the gospel is at the center of our lives, we don't focus so much on what we don't have. But when the gospel is at the center of our stories, when we live from the good news of God's sacrificial love for us in Jesus Christ, we'll be so full of what God has done for us that we aren't walking around looking to fill our cups with things that don't satisfy So when we have a high view of God's abundance, when we know that our cup is full, it enables us to be at peace and to find joy and rest for our souls. It enables us to live with kindness and humility, with forgiveness and mercy. When our cups are full, when we're not looking for something else, when we believe that God has provided everything that we need. In fact, I think cups full of Jesus lead to grateful hearts. That we're so full of what God has done with us, we're overflowing with gratitude, it changes our lives. When I was in college, my parents used to come into town and they would take me out to dinner. And they would come into town, and they would take me to some restaurant that I would normally not go to on my own with my friends. And we'd go to a, uh, we have a big, nice meal. We'd have appetizers, and I'd eat a lot of food. And you know, I'd probably order the most expensive thing on the menu. And um, and then I'd get dessert. I'd be so stuffed and so full. And then my mom would say, "Hey, why don't we take you grocery shopping?" And so they take us, you know, they take me grocery shopping. And I remember like walking down the aisle, like I don't want any of this. I'm so full. And I think they did it on purpose that way. I really do. It's like walking in like a small town college Walmart and like, no, I don't want any Pop-Tarts. I don't want any yogurt. I don't want any oatmeal. Like, I don't want anything. Just let's just go, let's just go sit down. And I think that's, that's the thing that God does is he, he fills us up so much so in Jesus that we're not looking for anything else that we know that we need nothing else, that our hearts and our souls aren't restlessly wandering and wondering where our next refill is gonna come from because God has already done something for us in Jesus that fills our cups completely. Author Philip Keller says this, no matter what storms I face, his very life and strength and vitality is poured into mine. It overflows so that the cup of my life runs over with his life. God's abundance does not mean that life will always go your way. It does not mean that life will always turn out how we expect or we'll always get what we want. It does not mean that life will always be easy. But it does mean that God is providing for us and he will sustain us whatever we're going through. We may not even see it till we get on the other side of it, but that God is sustaining us. Because when I look back on every trial in my life, not one of them has been the end of me. And if you're sitting here today, that's true of you as well. Right? God isn't done with your story. His abundance continues to overflow into your life and the world. Here's how some of the earliest Christians talked about the abundance of Christ. In 1 Thessalonians, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks In all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is because of what God has done for you, what he wants for your life in Jesus. Colossians chapter 3 says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And James 1 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. He is an abundant giving God, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is the God who overflows your cup every single day. Guys, we cannot drain God's cup. His grace never runs out. We cannot drain His cup. It continually pours, it continually comes. And the beautiful thing is he pours to overflow and it is not wasted. The overflow of your life is what others see. The overflow of your life is what they see. That people see what's inside of you is what comes out of you. You know, it makes me think of uh, the thousands of times in my life that I've found myself really late at night or really early in the morning, sitting at a, a quaint little diner called Waffle House. Um, and if you've never been to a Waffle House, it is a it is a very gritty uh, roadside diner. And um, for reasons that I cannot explain now, I have found myself so many times at two, three, four in the morning in a Waffle House. And um, what happens is sometimes you're there and you're like the only customer. And the moment that you take a sip out of your piping hot coffee, you set it down and the server is there to like refill it. And every once in a while, they will refill it so much so that it flows over onto your hand or your food uh, or the table or your clothes. And, and I think about they're pouring to overflow uh, haphazardly. It's not on purpose. But in the ancient world, when the host overflowed your cup. It wasn't haphazard, it was on purpose because an overflowing cup was an indicator of how good the host was, of how good of a a provider he was. And so the overflow of God's blessings in your life are what other people see that they might know that God is indeed good, that it might help them see the story of who the great host, the great father is and what he does in our lives. And those who are close to me They know when I'm living with a full cup. They know when I'm living out of abundance because I can be patient and gracious and kind and joyful. And they know when I'm living out of an empty cup, when I'm quick-tempered and I'm rude and I'm arrogant, they know it. The difference it makes in our lives, the overflow of when we live with a full cup or when our lives are full of ourselves and anything but Jesus It's amazing the difference that it makes. I want us to be open as Christ followers and as a church to the possibilities of what a life with God might uniquely look like for us. And so one simple way to practice this, one thing just to ask yourself is, where has God given you enough, but you need eyes to see it? The Holy Spirit who indwells all Christ followers is there to remind us who we are in Christ and to open our eyes to move us to respond to the gospel. Where has God given you enough, but you need eyes to see it? Where are you living out of scarcity or an empty cup that God desires for you to see his abundance that he is already pouring into your life? God provides the overflow so that you've his goodness and that others see his goodness in your story. Every other religion in history has primarily been built around the idea that we serve God so that we can get something that we need or want from God in return. Except Christianity is the story of how God serves us so that we will know that we have everything we need to live the abundant life he has for us. You have everything you need for the life that God wants for you. You have everything that you need to be a joyful presence in your school or your workplace or your home or your neighborhood. You have everything you need to raise or parent difficult children. You have everything you need for your soul to find rest. You have everything you need to find forgiveness and acceptance when no one else will offer it. God offers it to you. You have everything you need for the life that God wants for you. We live in a world that's thirsty, and it makes us thirsty as well. There are things that we want that just do not satisfy. And so my hope for us as a church and as Christ followers is that we would be people, that the way that we live, as those people of abundance, that it will remind the world around us that our God is not stingy. That our God gives to overflow, that he continues to pour out blessings, that this is what he wants for his people, for his creation, and for his world. He's a great God. He gives to overflow. His abundance can be trusted. Amen? Amen? Let's live in that. Let's believe that.